Hey, Manon. Hi. What, what are you doing on your phone? I'm registering to vote. On your phone? I know, it's kind of last minute. Yeah. Do you yeah. even have service in the elevator? Yes, I do, actually. It's taking literally four minutes. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. But I'm glad I'm doing it now. Yeah, I totally did it too. <laughs> Liar! I'm gonna do it. Are you gonna vote? Yeah. Good. I think everyone should vote. I think it's important to vote. We all, I think we all know that. I think we all know that. And I think also, if you're anything like me, you say, I'll do it later. Oh, I do that so often. So what if later was now? What if later was four years later? And then you never had to think about it again. Nice. Sometimes, um, first of all, it's great to see you, Johnny. It's great to see you too. Um, Fourth floor? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. Um, I want to get on the rowing machine and talk to you the entire time I'm rowing. Okay, well, here we are. <laughs> anyway, um, if you are having trouble with motivation, like uh, I do, you know what Mel Robbins says? She says that um, motivation is crap. That we're never going to feel like doing it. But you just do it anyway. And once you're doing it, you're glad that you did it. But that to wait for how you feel and to follow your feelings is kind of a no win. Because no one ever really feels like going to the gym unless you're just in such a big habit of doing it for two weeks at a time. Then you're like, okay, now I'm like used to going and I'm excited to go. But like, if you haven't done something in a very long time, it's not going to, you're not going to feel like it. So generally, basically don't wait to feel like doing something. She does that five, four, three, two, one rule where you, you count down from five and mm. then you rock it up. And that's been really helpful. She uses that um, analogy. You showed me that. Yeah, to get out of bed because people will press snooze three times. But if you count down from five, four, three, two, jump out of bed. Murder. What? Oh, jump out of bed. What is with you and murdering recently? <laughs> it's just a phase. Uh, who and what are you murdering, Johnny? The gym? No, I'm not. There's no gym. That's a lie. I just completely lied. I totally hear you on that. The whole the whole motivation thing. David Goggins, a big motivational speaker also, and one of the toughest dudes oh, in the world. I love that last name, Goggins. Goggins. David Goggins. David Goggins. Google Goggins. Well, he is a complete badass, so Google Goggins doesn't really work for him. <clears throat> um, have you ever Googled Goggins? I've Googled Goggins. How many times have you Googled Goggins? When I see Goggins on Google and I Google Goggins... Um, <laughs> I see a lot of posts about Guggen goggles. What? Have you ever Googled Goggins at the Guggenheim? Uh, not the Guggenheim, but I have Googled Goggins on the Gigogog. On a what? On the Gigogog. What's the Gigogog? Everyone knows the Gigogog. I've never heard of the Gigogog. Uh, the Gigogog is the Gudagog. Anyway, let's move on. That's how you know Johnny had nowhere to go with that joke. Yeah, 100%. Okay, finish your story about the Guggenheim. Uh, about the David, David Goggins. David Goggins is a complete badass and he says, he's like, he does these speeches and he's, he just says, motivation doesn't show up. And it's funny because I have, I've had that thought where, you know, if I just, I'm going to get motivated and then I'm going to kick ass. Yeah, which never happens. <laughs> you can't, it's yeah. never going to be there. Motivation doesn't show up you at the door. Like, you, hey buddy, I'm here. I'm Let's do it. I'm finally here and now you can start living. It's, um, I'm going to do it regardless of how I feel mm -hmm. anyway. Motivation is short lived. That's the big it's thing. It's just bull crap. Motivation is very short. You see it when you're envious or you see it when you're challenged or you see it when you're an extreme low. Maybe that's when they it hits and then you start working. You go, well, there it goes. I don't need to. And then you go back down and you go, damn, I need to again. And I think it was on our first podcast that we talk about how different people are motivated differently. So like some Towards people are motivated to go to the gym because they want to look good. And then some people are motivated to work out because they don't want to look bad. Yeah. Or feel bad. Mm -hmm. We did. I think you, I'm going to guess that you work out because you want to feel good. Yes. I want to feel good. And yeah. I want to, yeah, I want to feel good and like how I look for me. See, if you told me I would avoid feeling bad. If I went worked out, I would do it more. I think it would be a cool exercise for everybody listening since we've touched on it once. And now this is our second time touching on it to kind of do a, what do you call it? Inventory? 
Yeah, moral inventory. Moral inventory and check in with yourself and ask how you think, how you motivate yourself. What what drives you? Is it away or towards? Towards meaning you want to feel good, towards pleasure or away from pain. That's interesting. It's good to know. It's really good to know. Yeah, because then you can use it to try to motivate yourself, basically. Um, I think it's really effective just build good habits and then just get in the habit of doing the, you know, things that we don't really want to do, which is for me, like meditating, working out and writing in my journal, like all things that make me feel incredible. My ego is not called to like do them and breath work. I love breath work. Same. I'm going to get really back into it again. I always feel incredible after like it's a release of energy. It is. What do I always say to you about breath work and meditation? I always say, you know, I have such a push away from starting, but after I do it every time, I'm grateful for it. Every single time. I'm like, oh, I've never been like, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, you never regret doing breath work ever. <laughs> oh, I hated breathing. Same with exercising. It's like, <sighs> you know, and then you can ask for people's strategy. So in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, everybody has a strategy to get them to do something that they don't want to do or that they do want to do. So if you think about something that's easy for you to do, mm-hmm. let's use you as an example, Johnny. What's okay. something that you do effortlessly? Wow. Is it hard? That, why can't I think of something? Um, effortlessly. Waking up. Waking up. That is effortless for me. That's very effortless for me. So what do you, do you know what you say to yourself upon awakening? Um, let's get up and, and seize the day early. I, I like the day. Well, I like, there you go. I like the earlier part of the day. That's what gets you up. What other people say to themselves upon awakening <laughs> upon awakening is oh crap forget it i don't want to do this and then they don't i love the mornings what we say to ourselves is most important exactly i love mornings too so i get up easily um so i say to myself oh it's morning i can have coffee and it like gets me up um so what we say to ourselves is most important so what's something that you don't feel called to do and that's you feel is difficult for you Doing a lot of um, kind of homework on a topic or practice. I can get pretty stubborn. So what do you say to yourself the moment? Ugh, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to do all this and I'm not even going to be good at it. See? And that's what's blocking you is what you're saying to yourself. So what if you said to yourself what you say to yourself in the morning, which is this is going to be great. I love learning. And I'm going to seize this learning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to absorb it very well. I'm going to seize this learning. Would that make the process easier to, for you to get to? Yeah, I think it can. I have to apply it. I'm a person where I have to feel it and apply it, but I believe so. Yeah, so this girl, she's like, I took, I signed up for Italian. I, she's actually a client of mine. Mm-hmm. Shout out, client. She, uh, I talked to her about this, and she said that she signed up for an Italian class, and, I, and then for me, I said, so what did you say to yourself right before you um, became my client and signed up for Italian? And she said, uh, I say, I know I can do this. And I'm like, there's your strategy. If she can apply that, if I can apply that to like when I see a book on a desk, if I can say, I know I can read this, ugh, I would read <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> Sometimes, I, and then I asked my friend, dear friend Katie, what she does when she looks at a book and she says, I say, oh, I can read a few pages if I'd like. And then when her internal voice comes in and says, I don't want to, or I don't feel like it, she goes, that's okay. You can still read a few pages anyway. And there's just some easiness around the language. We don't know, but our unconscious is like a five-year-old and it's always picking up information and language. And it literally directs our conscious mind. Mm. We make pictures in our head. That's why visualizing is so important because our brain doesn't know the difference between visualizing between what's real and what's fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so for visualizing negative things and watching bad films or whatever that are horrific, and then we wonder why we have nightmares. It's like start visualizing really good, beautiful things. Envision yourself at your highest good, achieving your dreams in big, bright colors. And wow, that's funny. Your dreams will happen, man. I'm realizing that a lot of things that I struggle with, as you know, I'm pretty extroverted, but I've shared with you that I can get introverted and I get shy and nervous and a little anxious. I imagine myself, I used to imagine myself in auditions 
And some at times the, the video I play in my head is of me walking in and them looking at me and I literally watch their faces go, Ugh, he sucks. Uh, oh my God. I watch, no matter what, even when I, I, I push myself to go to like see me delivering lines, being confident, feeling good, feeling like that was fun. Then I, I still have them like whisper to each other. He's not that good. Yeah, that's not true. That's funny. It's you like you made up a lie in your head. And you know what, Johnny? I do something very similar and it needs to stop now. I don't envision them talking about me. I just envision being forgettable. Like that they they barely Aww, saw me. You and that they're like forgettable? and that Yeah, and that like the women who are casting me or whatever are like next like oh, get over no. it. <laughs> Not you. I don't know what it's, and we create these stories that are completely untrue. Like, but I can love the morning. It's so funny. I can envision you coming into a casting and people just being delighted by you. Yeah. And, and I going, oh, whatever. He's a gift. Yeah. Look how cute he is with his bright blue eyes. What are you talking about? And no, I can see that. But like there is a subconscious, there's the unconscious subconscious thing that plays where I go, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do good. And then my mind pulls this track up from the back and I feel it come up. And then it plays of me like breaking down or going wrong. Okay. And then so we're going to change me. that right now in this moment. You and I are going to go into that moment. <sighs> we're going to close our eyes right now. Okay. And we're going to make that photo, that moving picture, black and white. Mm -hmm. in our mind of what used to happen in our mind we're going to make it black and white and we're going to blur it and you guys can join in on this too of a situation that makes you uncomfortable or makes you ugh inside you can picture that old way of being and make it black and white okay, and make I the picture it. smaller and make it blurry mm -hmm. and effortlessly push it away and now make a new picture of your desired outcome in Johnny and I's case, it would be big, bright colors of us walking into that audition room. Actors, you can do this too. And the, the casting directors are just beaming because you're there. They're just looking at you with just so much excitement because they're just so thrilled to just be in your presence. And you're joking around. You're in your highest self, bringing them joy. They're bringing you joy. There's just so much love in the room golden and pink light surrounding the room god is definitely in this room today and you they say whenever you're ready and you take that time to gather yourself because you know that you're perfectly right where you're supposed to be and you envision now doing your thing you don't even need the script because it's all within you you get to improvise a little bit whatever is required and they just watch you in awe and they're smiling and clapping and oh we just loved meeting you and we'll be in touch <laughs> and you're just smiling you're like thank you guys so much and then you walk out but you can still see from up above them saying he or she was just amazing I want them in this role they're going to be great for this project and you walk away feeling fulfilled like you gave it your all. Like they really saw you. And uh, make it big, bright colors and uh, come back now. I'm back. Oh my God. That felt really good for me. That's, no, no. Why I'm... are you dying of laughter? Because <laughs> we just took everybody into hypnosis meditation? No, because it worked. It felt good. And you, why did I see three casting director slash producers and what was simon cowell <laughs> and he was so happy he stood up that he flashed me what just happened wait what simon cowell stood up and pulled his shirt up and said that was amazing that's really weird and he turned you know to everyone what? maybe that's why we think that is because we're imagining the american idol judges who are very cical in our audition room I mean, this is bullshit uh, yeah I'm damn it off. american idol what'd it's you do all your fault american idol you messed me up guys You've taken away the power for us to just be who we really are. I'm fantasizing about Simon Cowell every night, and it's not easy for my love life. Why did he flash you his chest? It was hairy, too, but it was a good chest. Oh, really? That's weird. When you said that, I envisioned it clean. Oh, no, it was hairy. Okay. For sure, Harry. For sure. I envisioned, yeah, I envisioned women just, like, watching and smiling. 
it was it was it was three faceless people and then i looked closer and they were giggling and they had fun and i said a couple of things made them laugh and it was great and then i started laughing but i didn't want to interrupt this i didn't want to interrupt your speech but i was i was actually cracking up because it turned into he just turns into simon cowell turns and goes to each other person goes i really i really like him and then he stands and goes, that was amazing, and lifts his shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so curious to know what you guys think, what you guys pictured. Um, it's such a good, fun, tricky way to get rid of what you don't want to picture. Yeah, share. Please share. I love when you guys share. You guys will Yeah, like, I want to know comment. in the reviews like what you experienced. Yeah, and if you've already done a review and you can't experience, share your experience, jump over to our Instagram. Oh, I think they can review different episodes. No. I don't, not on Apple. Okay. Apple, I believe, is one review. So yeah. if, if they've already said something, they can't share. And I want you guys to be able to share because we love reading it. And I mean, you guys have reached out. I've, I've read your DMs. I've read the comments on random videos saying, hey, I did the thing. Hey, I did the no coffee challenge. So I appreciate it. And, and Manon appreciates it greatly. We, we love it. I love hearing about the little adventures we go on on this podcast and you guys join with us. It's really cool. I forgot about the no coffee challenge that you never did. Um, Manon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we have to cut and talk Russell, for a second? Russell, come here. Yeah, ma? Did you believe that Johnny would stop drinking coffee? <laughs> what does that mean, Russell? Yeah, what does that mean? Is that a yes or a no? That? Yeah, Russ. You got a problem. You have a lot of problems, and I'm not voicing them to the internet, okay? Give me some lamb. Russell was not phased by the earthquake last night. Oh, the earthquake. I mean, they're listening, but this was, won't be last night. It'll be like days ago. It'll be a Friday week. night. Friday night. Friday night. And yeah. I ju- 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 just got paid. Give money, 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 ho. Whoa. Yeah, he was not phased. Yeah. That scared the... I hate earthquakes so much. Russell wasn't phased. Your mom was medium phased. No, she was nervous as all hell. And you were shivering like a wet dog. Because I have the association to the 94 earthquake in Northridge. Yeah, that's like thinking every storm... I mean, that's more frequent. That's not fair. It's like thinking every thunderclap, because they're not as common either. They're still more common. Every time you hear thunder, I'm going to get struck. It doesn't matter. My body remembers the terror. But now remember the four from two this year, two last year that did not kill. Yeah, but they still gave me the same feeling. Then the next one we're going to sit through and just hang out. We're going to play rock, paper, scissors. So the earthquake started. I grabbed Russell and he was like, Ma, why are you shaking me around? Because we have to get out of the house, Russell. Ma. Just chill. Look at that. He's not even moving. You're not like a regular animal. Animals usually freak out before and during earthquakes. I'll investigate tomorrow. Russell. He was so sleepy. Yeah, Russell, you were just squirming, dude. He would have slept through it. (laughs) He would have slept through it. But we were all awake. You guys had to ruin it for me. And then I slept on the couch because I wanted to be next to the door. Yep. Manon wanted to be close to the door. She goes, hey, I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight. I was like, oh, okay. I'll lock the front door. She goes, no, no. <laughs> Leave it open so I can get out quickly. Because I had trouble the first time because we all ran to the door and I had trouble with the lock like I was in a horror film going, oh my God, I, I can't get it. Yeah, that, that, that really was like, it was because I had the fumble, dog fumble, in my fumble. right hand, left hand lock. Dog in my right hand, left hand lock and the door dog wouldn't open. Paper. So I was like, what? So I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> I almost just did the barrier song. Exactly. And she and immediately shakes her head. She I'm looks at me and goes, like, no. no. What's wrong? You can't suppress me. You know what I will suggest that you do? Oh, here we go. Do the one where it's, uh, do like, you know what I'm talking about? The voice? Yeah. Like DMX? Or- yes. What? 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 Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? <laughs> I don't remember any other words, but that's the words. That's the only part I remember. But we made a song earlier today about Russell pooping and peeing at the same time. And how did that go? I actually can't remember. I know. What is wrong with me? What oh, You mean us. us? I can't remember either. Where's our long-term memory, short-term memory uh, go? That's gone with the COVID. It was like, I got to poop and pee at the same time. Oh, yeah. 
Wait, I don't remember like the chorus. Poop and eat. Gosh. Was it that song? It wasn't Where the Hood. It was something else. It was like Ja Rule song or something. It was a different melody to it. Oh, this is pissing me off. You gonna poop and eat? Yeah. Yes. I can't remember. You gonna poop and eat? Yeah. Something, something deep. <laughs> Keep going. I don't, there's no more. <laughs> Please. The way Manon's face just lit up. <gasps> Keep going. She looks so joyous to hear that. Oh. We could do it a podcast and a podcast. <laughs> oh my God. So we're thinking about moving. <laughs> or I'm thinking about moving and you're going to obviously come with me. Is it obvious? Well, because I love being around you. You're that guy. She confessed my... she loves me forced. You're... Forced? I didn't say I love you. I said love being around you. That's disrespectful. And I want to have an extra room for a podcast room. And I need your manly energy help. Oh, so she wants me to move with her wherever she goes <laughs> just so I can be a handyman. Johnny. That's what you call friendship. Be my friend and just move in with me and be the male figure in my life. That sounds like a rip-off husband. <laughs> Except you don't get the tax break. <laughs> then we should just get married. I'm married already. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. I got two more months left. Well, when's that going to end? Ugh, any day now, please. Please. Maybe I'll confess my love for you after the marriage. The day I get become single? Yeah. November 16th? And then you're on The Bachelorette? What? Oh my God. Don't play with my emotions. Don't go breaking my heart. That would be my dream. To be on The Bachelorette? Yes. You should have other dreams. I know I should, but like, that's, that's one a, of that them. That could be a dream, but let's not... Why'd you just copy me? It's so funny because I... It's so funny because he's laughing because he moved the mic and then I moved it the same exact way yeah, for like, whatever reason. You don't have to do the same as my mic. My mic has its own life. I have wanted to be The Bachelorette for 10 years. <clears throat> obviously because i feel like that's a lot of people's want do you is that a lot it's some it's the people that were what <laughs> okay but here's the thing i never applied because i want to be an actress and i'm like well i can't do that reality i can't do stuff. reality if i'm gonna be you know an oscar winner <laughs> it's not very beneficial it really isn't the best but that, that's not really panning out now is it so now i'm like you know what screw it i will be the bachelorette take me take me i think it'd be fun it's uh, i want to date 25 guys okay well now we're going to different territory okay but now that i'm not married guys on camera or do you just want to date 25 guys because you can do that without being on no it has to be on camera so that it makes it more exciting and fun (laughs) this is weird i'm really weird i'm not saying i want to sleep with 25 guys i'm saying that i want to like flirt and feel seen and like be around masculine energy and go to fiji and you know have a picnic yeah i can guarantee you i do not want to date 25 women back to back to back to back to back and have these battles because they talk so much well and they're loud and they're just all gonna be like oh my god everyone those are man's words (laughs) those are man's words am i right let's get that right that's yeah here let me rephrase when we're beautiful and i love women and i am a woman and we talk a lot because we are beautiful in our feelings but i don't want to date 25 guys that are all douchebags well yeah i want to date 25 gotta be awesome men that are men you're not going to get that. That's not... If I'm producing, let's. I'm going to go in producer hat. No way am I going to give you 25 outstanding guys. It's not good TV. There's going to be five... Well, then I don't want to do really it. ...really cool guys. Ten, five? Five really cool. That's the breakdown to the end, if you choose the right ones. Then ten that are between hot and cold annoying. Have their weird nuances, whatever. And then what? How many more are there? There's another 10? I think it starts with like 30. And then another 15? Total shit shows. I'm talking felonies. I'm talking dog beaters. Well, then at least I'm I can da- react to them. Dog beaters? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just shooting what the shit the here. What in the world? And then I would get rageful. And then they'd kick me off as the bachelorette because I'd get so rageful at the dog beater. And I'd punch him in the gut. And then I'd get charges for being a human beater. Now, this sounds like a good season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking maybe you should be on, and maybe I should produce. That would be sick. Guys, if you're looking for a new Bachelorette and a producer, 
reach out to us. Yeah, hit us up at seriousbutfunny at gmail.com. Exactly. But and make sure you know the butt is with two T's. It is with two T's. If anyone knows how to push man's buttons. Buttons? Yeah, I really just... But, but, how is it? Buttons. To beat dogs? No, there's that a lot of That pushes anybody's buttons. Guys, I know the secrets. Just call me. Let's get her on The Bachelorette and let's do it. Did they probably try to get my ex oh my god on the show for drama and then i'd get even more rageful that's like screw you i'm jumping this fence like who thought of this they're like it was johnny's idea (laughs) i'm like hey man (laughs) i gotta go i'm like son of a bitch johnny you can't fight good tv that would be the best tv it would be insane it would be great tv i know but i would it would be too emotional i'd be crying every episode that's what everyone wants that's what the people want. They love when you cry. They want the tears, rivers. Rivers of tears. We just want to see you cry, Manon. I'll my, pay money to see you cry. My mom and her friend always have wanted me on to be on SNL and The Bachelorette. I'm like, I don't think you can do both. Yeah, I'd rather you on SNL, personally. but Or we, well, re- we reincarnate Mad TV. Bring that back. I feel mm. like they tried to do that. I think I auditioned for that years ago and it never happened. I was a huge fan of Mad TV. I loved it. Stuart? Mom? Stuart? Look what I can do. Aw, Blake. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. No, I can do it. Stop. Stop it. I have to hear him again, honestly. He was funny. I loved the... uh, woman who was the cop and she's like what did i do jerry what did i do what did i what did i what did i what did i do jerry what did i do is it deborah wilson i don't know her name your mom said it it's deborah wilson what did i do jerry no what did i what did i what did i i love that part and what's crazy about that is when i was in middle school or high school with my best friend tara Mm-hmm. We always would be dying in theater class, talking to each other, going, I just feel so sad. <laughs> I'm mad at my dad. What? What? And we'd roll our... T- like, that was our thing. And then this bad TV thing came out, and I died, because it was similar. Ugh, bad TV, man. I gotta bring it back. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee was really funny. I know Bobby. I like Bobby. We gotta get Bobby on the show. I like Bobby. I have a man crush on Bobby. I went to a 4th of July party with Bobby Bobby. Uh at Dane Cook's house. I like Dane Cook too. We went to Aroma Cafe and he's like, let's go to my friend's house. Actually, that's not how he sounds. Yeah, why is he so ominous? He's just the best. He's so funny. He's He's so funny. I just just wanted to stand around me and just let him do him. And I'll just stand around. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah, he was... Will Sasso too. Will Sasso did it for me. He did did it for me. He was on Vine. He was? Oh, wait. Yeah, he had that lemons coming out of his mouth. I remember Will Sasso on Vine, kinda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dane Cook got on Vine, too. And Eric Stone Street, who I saw at a restaurant in LA, and I was like staring at him, and he was staring at me. And he's like, you look familiar. And I was like, so do you. And then he was like, oh, you're on Vine. Mm. And I was like, yeah. My favorite compliment. You're on Modern Family. My favorite situational compliment since we've been living together is someone, well, we're not out often, but someone sees you and goes, oh my God, hey, I hope this isn't intruding, but I'm such a big fan. And Manon's usually like, oh, no worries. Like, can I take a picture? And she's like, yeah, sure. I'm such a big fan. You're so inspirational to me. Da, da, da. And I just sit there quietly, not expecting anything, just enjoying because we don't have much human interaction. So I got to enjoy all of it. And then after the whole thing's done with Manon, they turn to me and go, hey, you're not so bad either, okay? No, they no. <laughs> Well, that one girl was like, oh, you both are so funny on Vine. And you were like, yeah. no. And I had like 40,000. There was nothing. She didn't know me from Vine. That was someone else. She, well, you had a mask. So maybe she thought you were like she thought Travis, was Travis or something. But you are hilarious. And uh, you are going to get more acknowledgement. And it doesn't, none no, of it matters. It doesn't bug me at all. I actually, I, I really If you ever it. see me out, please come say hi. Yeah. And please say that, hey, by the way, you're okay too to me. Because that really, it really tickles me. That makes me laugh. Oh my God, I just use your word tickles. That is how I speak. the same person. Becoming the same person tickles me. Yeah, that never offends me. I actually don't get offended by that. That's not like a... You don't get offended by a lot of things. And I love that about you. What'd you just say to me? I hate when people say I don't get offended. That's the one thing that offends me. So take that back now. I'm so sorry about that, man. I'm (laughs) so sorry. You've Uh, met Cherry, haven't you? So So my mom's in town. 
she is in town. What do you think? I'd love her. Yeah, she's great. She's so chill. Mm. Easy. She reminds me of my mom without a Turkish temper. That's so nice. And an accent. <laughs> yeah, no accent. So. But mom, mom, I love you too. Don't think that we're competing here because you will strike me. Just kidding. She won't strike me. <laughs> Verbally, she She'll will strike me. She'll just block your number. She will emotionally beat me. Just kidding. She doesn't do that either. <laughs> Some think I should erase this segment, but I'm going to leave it because I'm a wild card. Oh, my God. So my mom, she has a speech. Impediment? What no, you she doesn't have a speech. She introduces herself. Sometimes she does interesting things with her words where she goes, Hi, I'm Churi. And the person literally will go, Churi? And she'll go, No, 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 no. Terry. <laughs> it's like she can't say Terry. God, she's funny. And we were dying at that over the... Over the um, over the dinner? Over the dinner. We were also cracking up at um, the show we were watching, Home Edit. Because my mom and I, I think, are the only two people on the planet that don't have the easiest time with those two gals. I don't watch it. Well, they're just like a very, and they talk really loud, and they're like this. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just like, like, it's really bothering me. I just want to see the before and after. And they're just, my mom's like, I just don't know if they know how to be on camera. The other girl on the show who's not really part of it, she's just a lot more pleasant. My mom has this like sweet undertone of, saying things in a way a little judgment but it's yeah it's it's buttered up so nicely it's so sweet and so my mom and i were joking and we took a pillow and basically redid the pillow and organized the pillow (laughs) and i said all you have to do is kind of just fluff it like this and she's like oh my god i never would have thought about that and we were dying at our own joke of what we would look like on this show if her and i were the home organizers that would be funny. This is a lot funnier as a sketch. I'm going to have to make the sketch with my Just mom. Just make the sketch. Just make the sketch. Five, four, three, three two, two, one, go. Uh, level, level up. up. Level, level up. up. <laughs> level up. Everything is a TikTok. That's sad. Well, not anymore. TikToks. How much money have you made on TikTok? <laughs> it's crazy. I've, it's, there's so many zeros on mine. And then before the zeros, there's a, there's a negative sign. So I don't know what that means. It means you owe money. Hold on. <laughs> you're saying TikTok is charging me? Yeah, like um I guess if you're not if you don't make content that's funny. The TikTok creator fund. Then they charge you cuz you're taking space. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> we there's a TikTok creator fund which is really cute. It's not it, whatever. I've made in the last month $380. Guys, I've made 8. Nice, nice. <laughs> 8. Dollars. Uh, Not, nothing after that. Not hundred. Eight. I could see that if I made that much every month, I'd be so happy. Because that would pay for my car. Yeah. Yeah, if I made eight every month, I, I wouldn't be that happy. You'd get free coffee. Yep. Anyway, we just need to make content. I've been enjoying Instagram's reels. Your Instagram has been growing, Johnny. Insta- someone, look, I'm going to say thank you to Instagram. Someone at Instagram is looking out for me or just decided, hey, let's throw him a bone or maybe got a little crush on me. I don't know what it is, but they featured three of my reels. Yeah. And you know who hasn't had any reels featured? Um, is it a wonderful person named Manon? Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. It's just not my time to get featured and I'm okay with that because there's enough to go around. Hey, look here, sis. I feel like you're going to get featured. I hope so because I work really hard on my content for the last seven years and I just want to spread joy and love. Yeah, you're really funny. I feel like they're going to feature yours and maybe they'll do six in a row. Thank you. You're very funny too and I like your hair. Thanks. I like yours too. You're going to hit 10K on Instagram. How do you feel about that? I'm pretty excited. Maybe I should make a banner and yeah. and then jump in the pool with it. Yeah. Whoa, from the roof? No. That's far. Dangerous. My, my dad says don't hurt myself and break bones because then I will grow uneven. Enough. Speaking of roofs, I used to make vid- music videos as a kid. I don't know if you guys know that. I took my video camera and I would film my friends lip syncing to a song in different locations and I'd edit it together and they would have a music video. Mm-hmm. So one time when my parents weren't home, my friend Jody was over and we shot a music video to, I think it was a pink 
song. Mm, talent. Um, Talented Pink. Like it her. was like right when she came out and I filmed her on the roof mm-hmm. for like pretending to fall off and like dangling. Is like, this a Whoa. story that ends in death? Hell no. Okay, continue. <laughs> Just preparing everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't be talking about that uh, right now. So then I get the long shot. I'm like, okay, cool. This looks cool from the roof. So the we're both on the shot. roof. The, the wide, the wide shot. Hey, we did a long shot. I'm like, looks good. She's dangling. Like, oops, I'm almost gonna fall off the roof as a you know 13 year old girl. Mm-hmm. And then I go downstairs and I I I I go across the street so I could see her standing on the roof of the house. So it's this little body over on this big house, and I get her just dancing on the roof. I edit it together and I present it to my parents, and they were livid. Because we, they weren't home. And they're like, you can't go on the roof, you freak. Yeah. My mom never lets me forget about it. It's every parent's nightmare. She, I was like, but aren't look how good the music video is. Like, we really put a lot of budget into this. And they were like, so angry. The great like, directing. You Jody's life. Yeah, great directing, horrible friend. Horrible friend. What'd you do? Risking your friend's lives. Jody's father is named Jonathan Butler. He's an amazing musician. Shout out. Shout out. I don't know him, so I'm just uh, along for this one. Anyway. See, you were making videos, music videos as a kid. When I was a kid, my first camcorder, I was blowing things up. I was lighting... Were were you filming it? Oh, yeah. I was lighting uh, axe cans on fire. I would create little fireworks, but small scale, nothing big. I didn't like burn anything down. Um, I was a pyro. We used to play fire tennis. We dipped tennis balls in gasoline and then played tennis up and down the street. Holy crap. Um, boys and girls are different huh <laughs> amen to that <laughs> but sometimes they're the same all depends on the week um i would also make horror films which was sick i God. and then i would always use lincoln park in the credits dun 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 lincoln park's like shout out thank you man matthews you really propelled our career dun dun he's dead back then oh right yeah, not, well, now it's sad. It's sad. It's re- no, it's very sad. It's not okay. <laughs> that is sad. And then I'd always have bloopers. Even if the movie was not funny that I made, there was always bloopers. I do enjoy, like... And I still put bloopers. I love bloopers. Yeah, you do. What you the do heck? Love I'll bloopers. always love them because you know why? Because they're so honest. Connect. It's like a different kind of connection. I connect to the truth. Oh, what was it, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan? Their bloopers have always made me die yeah that one where they go rush off the hour. roof and they're like he won't be in rush hour three oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember that yeah i love that jackie chan man he's he's really funny chris Tucker's wow. hilarious but huh. good god yeah what, what is it good for, for? Absolutely, absolutely nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing jackie chan and, wow. and he's a beast he does huh. all his stunts good god yeah i know it's god. amazing I lo- and then I, we're over I here really just like let's it. record ourselves yeah <laughs> Like my hands tired from holding the camera. Jackie Chan's like, what? What? I'm hanging from this bamboo. Yeah, and, double and triple axle back down, kicks walks to the side. All parkour people are like, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. Uh, parkour. That's an expert. You know what I ha- heard someone on the review say is they want to know how we met. I thought we covered that. I thought we did too. What am I missing? It was on an escort site. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, Johnny sells his body for blood. What? I don't know. I just For came blood? out. I don't know. For the Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> what a stand-up guy. We met on Facebook. Um, he I, reached out to me. I reached out to her because she was she is still great for this movie that I still am looking to get funding for to shoot. Um, you wanted me to play a lesbian. I want you to play a lesbian. Which would, is not the first time I've been asked to play a lesbian, so I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah. We were wondering also. But she is the comic relief in the movie. She's the outlier of the friends. I love that role. It's such a good role. It's so fun. Um, myself and my team wrote that project. And uh, it's it's a good one. So if someone wants to throw some money at a movie for Amanda Matthews to kill it, <laughs> I've got the script for you. Contact me at seriousbuttfunny at gmail.com. Two Ts. We already gave them our email. Yeah, but people forget. They remember. You think someone hits the end of this and goes, oh, I got to hit them up. What was that email? Let me scrub. Scrub? Scrub through the whole. Is that what it's called? Scrubbing. Yeah. Editing terms. Weird. Scrub yes. So then what? So you found me. How did you even find me? Facebook recommended her. We, We had a meeting two days before. 
and I, I said, I'll look for, I'll look for a funny actor or actress to play this role. And Facebook two days later popped up with, we recommend Madden Matthews as a friend for you. And I remembered her from Vine. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember her. So if this story was already told, I apologize, but it's been asked about. So I'm reiterating that I added her as a friend. She accepted me. I DM'd her or Facebook messaged her and she responded. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, I didn't know if she'd ever see this message. Which but. I don't respond to Facebook messages because I don't really go on Facebook personally. I have a fan page that I manage and post videos to, but the fact that I even saw your message and responded is interesting. And mind you, I didn't go on Facebook looking for talent. I use Facebook for family only. I don't use Facebook for any kind of anything. And so I was on there probably responding to something from my aunt or cousin or something. And then you popped up and I said, I know that face. And then it spurred the whole thing. You said, are you still acting? I have a a project I'd love to talk to you about. And I was like, cool, meet me at this coffee shop. Actually, I said, for sure. And then we didn't talk for For like like, a month. (laughs) Yeah, like two weeks you didn't answer. I was like, well, there goes that one. (laughs) And then then she texts, messaged me out of nowhere and goes, hey, so did you still want to meet? I'm like, oh yeah. And then we did. And then we met at at a coffee shop and chatted about the project. And then I read the script and I thought it was fun. And then you awkward, like oddly had a very similar role and script in the same Oh yeah, setting. I was like, I've already filmed this. And I was like, what? But it wasn't the same. It I was, swear it was we just didn't a, copyright. No, it was a very different script, but it was a similar tone, similar location, similar character on my end. Yeah. You said that to me and I was like, oh, that's cool. So weird. Meant to be. I, would, I really want that movie done. That's a, that's, and we got that's along a really well. We so la- well. We laughed a lot. It's really cool. I'm yeah. glad we met. What if there was time travel and I went back as a joke and I came to that first meeting now that we live together and we've gotten so close and I sat down and said, hey, good to meet you, man. And you're great for this role. Oh, it's crazy how I'm going to live with you, huh? <laughs> would you walk away immediately? It's what would crazy you really how I'm going to live with you. We're going to have a podcast together. It's, yeah. it's We're going to be podcasting in a pandemic where the world shuts down. <laughs> oh, that part? That part. How's your coffee? What would you say? Would you be like, sir, this was a mistake? You know what? I actually, if you actually tried to convince me of that, I don't know if I would run away. There's a part of me that likes to believe in that kind of time travel crazy stuff that is otherworldly that like, I hope that one day happens. I want someone from the future to come to me and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, you're in the right place. In the wrong time. Come with me. Time travelers for time travelers four yeah there's already three movies about it this is four can we get weird for a second i just need this i just i really feed off this let me just get to my weird place i love everyone i love dimensions other worlds i love space i love time i love the the complication and 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 the massive confusing art of quantum physics it's so interesting how much we don't know the spectrums of light we can't see i just want everyone to realize Everything in your world could be fake. I love you. I just want you to open your mind to realize that you only know what people tell you. And I, I, I believe that's in a lot of things. That's crazy to me that I, I'm like my beliefs are coming from what I heard other people say. And you can only prove a fraction of a percent of what's real. Literally, you can touch this couch we're on right now and say, this is a couch. As far as you know, based on feedback from your eyes, your ears, your nose, and your senses in your skin. And what's from some, from, and from what someone else has titled it. Exactly. What if your blue is not my blue? I don't know. What if your eyes see blue and in my eyes that's yellow, but we see and we name them what blue? So my yellow is your blue and your blue is blue. What? That's why speaking your truth is so important because you get your own experience which, which is the most valuable bleh, why can't i speak valuable mm-hmm. thing that you have is your experience so f- with my experience right like i'm learning oh this is what works this doesn't work lying makes me feel crappy being honest is always going to set me free da, 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 da. that's based on my experience someone else can tell me that right we have all everything that everybody tells us is like if you work out if you do this this will work but people don't do it because why? They're not getting their own experience. Mm. Our experience is and our memories are all we have really to base off of. And we everything is just stories. And then we just trust those stories. We'll like see the news and be like, yep, that's truth. No, it's not. It's actually probably mostly a lie. 
Because if you think about a puzzle piece or a puzzle Mm -hmm. and you're looking at all, let's say there's a thousand pieces of the puzzle, the news highlights one piece of the puzzle, but it's not the whole puzzle. And I want to know what the whole puzzle looks like. Of course. That's the ultimate mystery. And where does the news get information from? I don't know. Like people can wholeheartedly believe in what they're saying and what they're saying could be given to them that is false. Therefore, they're giving you falsities and they don't even know it. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. And then it spreads. And then it goes massively and then you go, everyone goes, no, the world is flat. Whatever. Let's use that. Right. Or it sounds random crazy. people that have been like, I've seen aliens or I was abducted. And you're like, huh? Yeah. Like flat earth. It sounds so dumb to me forever. I'm like, it's so dumb. And I'm not a flat earther. Definitely not a flat earther. But I can't actually tell you I have experienced the globe and the sphere of yeah. earth. I don't, I haven't. I've, I've jumped out of a plane. I skydived. And I thought I saw a curve in my mind. I was like, oh, I feel like it's a curve. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. You can only see so many miles. You can't see the curve. So I'm not, guys, I'm not saying this is not me uh, proclaiming my flat earth theories, but I'm just saying everything, you have to kind of give respect to everything. We don't know what we don't know. Yes. And there's mostly stuff made out of what we don't know. Like even the cells in our skin, our energy, like it, it all breaks down. Everything breaks down to electrons, basically, whatever the exact terms are. And it ends up being energy particles that aren't touching. So everything we see when it goes down to a tiny, tiny level ends up being things that are not physically touching. When you touch someone, there's actually nothing really touching. It's electricity. It's absurd. It's energy. Everything I see is false. Energy is more powerful than conversation. They say that conversation and talking actually gets in the way of true communication. Mm -hmm. That's why the dancing. So Johnny and I went to a disco, silent disco for my friend's birthday. Thank you for coming with me, by the way. That was awesome. And we were on the beach and we were listening to headphones and music. And it was two hours of just moving our bodies, Mm -hmm. like a hundred other people on the beach. That to me felt more communicative than people actually sitting around talking. Because it was so honest and truthful. And the body doesn't lie. Words, people can lie with their words, right? But energy and the body doesn't lie. It's so much smarter than our brain. So listen to your body. If your body is telling you something, if your gut is telling you something, listen to that more than the person's words, especially if it's a guy that's just trying to get your pants. Damn. There are girls trying to get in pants too, I'm going to say. There are girls that just try to get in pants. Yes, that's true, but they're not going to lie to do it. They're just going to lift up their shirt and then the guy's like, okay, I'm down. That is a bit of a stereotype. Okay. uh, Women lie. Well, you have high standards. I've I've seen women lie to get what they want. Goes both ways. I'm just saying, goes both ways. It does. It definitely does. But that's a crazy thing. It even is a stereotype. Even even breaking down. This is hard for my mind to comprehend, and I've thought of it multiple times. But words. I might value a word, and and my definition. There's multiple definitions to every word. I might lean towards this side of a word. Therefore, when I say the word, I mean this, and to you, you receive it the other way. And right. It's so exactly. crazy. Even our words don't really mean the same exact. They thing. don't. I love you. Could be for me. I like you a lot, but in your upbringing, I love you might mean very intimately. You love this person. You will not say it to just a friend. Right. When someone's like, oh my God, you're my best friend. I take that as, okay, the best. There is only one best. Yeah. And the mailman's my best friend. Right. And so to you, it means nothing. So it's like every word carries a different value for each person. So even the words get lost. Yeah. And people are like, oh, are you speaking with integrity? The person's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not knowing what integrity means. Like sometimes people don't even know what words mean and so you have to look it up. Yeah, and, and, and you can create your own definition for long enough and you ultimately you're not really connecting. Like words do get in the way. Have you done soul gazing before? Yeah, a little bit. Where you sit in front of somebody and you just stare in their eyes. They do this at like spiritual workshops. I did this at the spiritual school of psychology mm-hmm. in Santa Monica. And where you just sit across from... People do this in relationships to connect deeply with their partner or strangers. I've done this with many strangers. I've done it. Uh, Russell. You've done it, Russell? You don't really I've soul gazed with Russell like literally every day. That's what we do. Literally every day. I love you, Russell. I love you, Thoma. Let's soul gaze right now. Oh, my heart. This is really intense to watch. I gotta go. What? Oh, I, it was too much. I think he's gonna go cry. Wow, he is sulking. I think I think he just realized his love for his mom. I think he's 
always known it. No. He, he does say it a lot. Well, it's a really powerful exercise. It's really moving. If you can drop down, people get really uncomfortable. They look away. They're like, ah, because they can't look people in the eye because they have yet to like look see themselves. themselves. In the eye. Yeah. Oh my God. The first few times I did, I was so uncomfortable. I was just smiling ear to ear because I just was like, I felt so seen, too seen. It's funny with intention. If you tell me, look this person in the eye, I can do it almost without any discomfort. And your stomach doesn't churn? No, but... If it's a social situation, I will actually feel like, like the other day on the way to the dance thing, there was a guy getting gas in front of us and he looked very upset when we had the miscommunication in which gas tank was going to be, which, which pump was going to be taken by who you didn't notice this, but I did because I overanalyzed everyone. He got out, he was pumping gas. He looked just, he looked upset. And I said, I wonder if I'm putting a story on him being upset or if he just looks like that. And then he turned to me and I felt discomfort in looking at him because I have a weird thing of not wanting to be threatening because I think I had <laughs> maybe had a stint where I was threatening in the past. So I remember he looked at me and I kind of darted away. And I'm like, what? Why did I just look away? And then I'm, I had to like make a conscious effort to stare at him. And I'm like, why am I staring at him? What am I doing? I'm like proving a point to myself with this guy that has no clue what I'm doing. Mm. I am a head case. Well, we just look at people and assume we know what they're thinking and we create stories, whether they like us or not. Generally, the story and truth is, is nobody's thinking about you. I don't yeah. mean you, Johnny. I mean you as the collective. Like, I don't matter. Yeah, when we can just chill. <laughs> That's my new slogan. Um, I don't matter. Well, I just it's a good way to just take the pressure off of trying to get it right and trying yeah, to be perfect. Which it's is like, one of my biggest issues. We're going to mess up. Why don't we love the imperfection within us, about us? I hear you on that. Anyway, I got it. Ooh, crap. You got to drop stuff? I got to drop stuff on the floor, so <laughs> that's my cue. I'm going to get back in the elevator. Okay, I'll join you. Oh. Are you going to the lobby? Did it or? get smaller in here? Uh, we are shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> oh my god, is it getting... S- oh, oh. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Follow, like, subscribe, leave a review. Just kidding, it wasn't that small, okay. We love you guys. Love you guys so much. Thank you for the support, really.